This is an audible warning from The Secret Lair. The Secret Lair is designed to be a show for all ages. However, today's episode has more adult content than average. Please be advised before listening. Welcome back to The Secret Lair. This is Mark, the Eclectic Dyslexic, broadcasting to you from my archives. This is a welcome change. It's nice to know everything up here is not weapons and things of a thousand torments. Right now I'm going through some history news, uh, recent events actually, to try and figure out if I did actually blast my way into another dimension when I got here. Let's see, entertainment news. Bill Cosby has been accused... Uh Uh-huh? Bill Cosby? Okay, uh, politics. The President of the United States, Donald... What? Oh, good lord, I am definitely in another dimension. This could not be happening for real. Greetings, Master. I Whoa, you're some big guys, aren't you? Who are you guys? Fodder. Is that like your last names or... Fodder. Okay, and your name? Fodder. Are you guys related? We are all fodder. That's very sad. We're going to have to work on that. Uh, can I help you? Judge sent us. He wants you to return to the bridge. Okay, let's go see what's... Going on there? Moments later. Ah, Master, I see the father have found you. Yeah, they're something, all right. What's going on, Drudge? It seems we have an emergency on hand. What's going on? You remember your war master, Warpig, right? Oh, yes, that that guy freaks me out. I can't help this. The giant warthog head. It's just freaky. Okay. Well, um, you're probably not going to like this either. It seems, uh, the shuttle has returned. Oh! Oh, the shuttle's returned! Does that mean I can go back to Earth? Not exactly. Um, you see, Warpig has stolen the shuttle and a doomsday device, and he's heading towards Earth. What? Yes, it seems that he was not very impressed by you and decided to destroy the world. Oh, good God. Soldiers! Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. What we've got here is failure to communicate. You can't handle the truth! I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Uh, I didn't get a harump out of that guy. Get the governor from Ever dance with the devil? How about you, you crazy Dutch bastard? What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, what do you feel? Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Would you give me a hand with the bags? Certainly. You take the blonde, or I'll take the one in the tiger. Go ahead. Make my day. Warriors! Come out 
situation and I need to know it now. What exactly is Warpig doing? Well, he's taken one of his new inventions. It's a type of bomb. He's going to bomb the Earth. Yes, he's created a bomb that's five times more powerful than the A-bomb. He calls it the F-bomb. That freaking fool! What is he thinking? He can't just flip and drop an F-bomb whenever he wants to? Apparently, he feels different. Where is he now? He's about halfway to your world. Can we stop him? Can, can we get him on the line at least? Yes, communications are open. Warpig, this is Eclectic Dyslexic. Do you hear me? Well, if it ain't the little boy playing big bad supervillain, what do you want? Warpig, you need to listen to me. I'm supposed to listen to you, you little poser. Uh-uh. When Destructor died, I should have been the head man around here. But no, a little wimp like you somehow took over. Well, it ain't happening no more. I'm dropping this F-bomb all over your home, and then I'm gonna be king of the supervillains. Is that what you think? You think dropping a flippin' F-bomb is going to make you the big bad around here? You don't know the first thing about being a villain, you freaking warthog. Master, I don't think... What did you say to me? You heard me. You don't know what it is to be a villain. You don't have what it takes to be a villain. I'm about to destroy your entire planet. And you think that makes you a bad guy? Uh-uh. A real villain can take over the world without killing anyone. What the hell are you talking about? You want to know what I'm talking about? I got the perfect example for you. Go ahead and turn on your monitor. Uh, Master, may I have a word with you? Hang on, Warpig, I'll be right back with you. Audio muted. What is it, Drudge? Are you about to show him a movie? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I am. Do you really think this is the most appropriate time for that? Actually, yeah, Drudge, I do. I think it's the best time. Because while he's distracted watching that, you are going to get this crew together and do whatever it takes to stop him, okay? I want that bomb disarmed. I want that ship taken out of commission. Do you understand me? Of course, Master. Brilliant. We're working on it for you. Hop to it. Audio reconnected. Okay, Warpig. You want to see what a real villain looks like? Then I want you to take a look at this. Mug shots. Turn to the right! 36. 22. 34. 86. Maxwell Smart is back. You've heard of the naked gun, but would you believe the nude bomb? Nations of the world, this is chaos. We have in our power a devastating new weapon, rendering the entire world completely new. The fate of the entire world is in your hands. Maxwell's mouth is a fool and a bump. You cannot be too careful with your gun. Are you all right? Missed it by that much. Now I have an issue. A stapler telephone? That's fantastic, Carruthers. Can it also be used as a stapler? No. Oh, well, you better work on that. 
this thing runs on ink? That's fantastic, Carruthers. Why, do you realize that could be the answer to the fuel shortage? I'm afraid not. Special kind of ink comes from Saudi Arabia. I'll be at my piano number in half an hour. If you need me earlier, call me on my jockstrap. But please, just ring once. What did he say? He asked me to take my hand out of his groin. What did he say? He wants you to put your hand in his groin. Only one man has the power, the skill, and the charisma to save the world from global nudity. And loving it. Don Adams stars in the nude bomb. On video cassette. There are a lot of people out there that would like to see me dead. They're not all out there. The Nude Bomb, starring Don Adams as Maxwell Smart, Dana Eclair as The Chief, Pamela Hensley as Agent 36, Andrea Howard as Agent 22, a movie continuation of the television show Get Smart. An unknown terrorist has developed a new type of bomb that will destroy clothing, but leave people unharmed. Agent Maxwell Smart, this time without 99, or Jaime, is taken out of retirement and sent back to the field to track down this madman and put a stop to his plans. Bullet points. The Nude Bomb is a spoof movie, and as such, the plot really isn't the main reason to watch the movie. You watch the movie for all the funny goofs that are in it. Therefore, in this bullet point, we'll be breaking down the plot of the movie, and the superhero beatdown will be dedicated to lines from the movie. The movie starts with an agent of the terrorist group called Chaos sending a message to the world that if their demands are not met, then they will drop the nude bomb on the world, destroying all clothing. Agent 86 Maxwell Smart is brought in to handle the situation. He's greeted at the airport by the chief. They then take a cab that pulls into the back of an 18-wheeler where the car is repainted before leaving the truck and heading on the road. In the back of the truck, he is introduced to his team, Carruthers, the man who makes 86's gadgets, including his famous shoe phone, Agent 36, the femme fatale, and Jerry and Pam Kravny, the tech team. They take the newly painted car to a location where they are to receive instructions on where to meet the president to receive further instructions. While there, they meet 86's new partner, Agent 22, who is master of camouflage. 86 turns around for a moment, and when turns back, 22 has disappeared, but you can still hear her talking. Chaos agents in a black truck try to kill Maxwell Smart. They exchange gunfire, then the truck tries to run him over. 86 falls flat on his back, and the car runs harmlessly over him. He sits up and shoots the back of the truck until it explodes. Agent 22 asks when he thought how to do such an amazing maneuver. 86 says, the second my foot hit this banana peel. The Chief and 86 are instructed to get on the interstate. While there, a black car pulls up next to them. 86 gets a call on the car phone, and it is the President who is trying to apprise him of the situation. However, 86 says he cannot hear the President due to the traffic. 
So when the cars pull up next to each other, the windows roll down, and the President of the United States and Maxwell Smart lean out the window and start yelling instructions to each other. The President says that chaos wants millions of dollars in ransom every month to avoid dropping the nude bomb. They then go to 86's apartment to prepare for the mission. 86's apartment is a spy apartment, and everything has a trick to it. You ring the knocker, and you knock the bell. The wall is the door, and the door is the wall. The car comes up out of the floor, and you can drive the desk. The phone opens the door to the bedroom, and the stapler is the phone. However, you cannot use it as a stapler. 22 shows up to the apartment. The two like each other and have strong sexual tension. But 86 says he doesn't fool around while on missions. But he will fool around after missions. She leaves, and then Max finds 36 in his bedroom, stating that she was working all night and then fell asleep. She goes to take a shower when 22 returns. 22 comes back just in time to see 36 coming out of the shower. Maxwell Smart tries to explain the situation, but things are not looking good for him. We cut to a helicopter arriving at a mountain hideout where a man with one arm, one leg, and one eye arrives. He is Nino Salvatore Sebastiani, and he argues with the chaos agent who made the public announcement about the nude bomb. The chaos agent is a very strange-looking individual. He has a sheer mask over his head, a custom leather outfit, and thimbles on each finger of his hands. The two disagree about how to handle the current situation. Salvatore wants to kill Maxwell Smart, thinking he is a threat. The masked man feels that Maxwell Smart is an idiot and decides not to do anything about him, also stating that he has a spy on Maxwell Smart's team, thus they can get information out of it. The masked man also wants to drop the nude bombs. However, Salvatore only wants to use it as a threat in order to get the money. They make a compromise and decide to drop the bombs in certain locations. Bombs go off in the Kremlin, on the Queen's Guards, and at an American football game, rendering everyone who was hit naked. Later, at the UN, the world leaders meet in order to discuss the sensitive situation. Because of the sensitive nature of the information, they implement the cones of silence. However, this is stopped because nobody can hear each other. At the UN, Maxwell Smart is denying the existence of a nude bomb, saying it is all an elaborate hoax. At this time, another nude bomb goes off at the UN, once again rendering everybody naked. Max Smart gets a call from a John Siegel, a fashion designer, saying he has a model who wore an outfit that was the same style and pattern as the chaos agent that made the threat. They agree to meet and discuss the situation. When they get to her, Seagal has been found shot. Seagal describes Sebastiani as the man that shot him, and then slumps over. However, he gets back up and continues talking, and then slumps over again, and then back up, and then back over. During all this, 22 is trying to figure out whether or not to call an ambulance or a morgue. Finally, and thankfully, they call an ambulance. They take Seagal to the hospital, but due to his condition, he can no longer speak. In order to give the information, he hums the information to them. They ask the name of the model that worked for him, and he hums, Hello Dolly, meaning that the model's name was Dolly. They ask where she lived, he hums, California, here I come, 
meaning she lives in California. They ask where in California. He coughs twice, meaning Los Angeles. And when they ask the name of the man that designed the dress for the model, he hums, the saints come marching in, and then passes out. At this point, they do not know what that means. They find out the identity of Dolly and go to her address. But when they get there, Dolly had been killed and the apartment had been ransacked. The dress was not in the apartment. Their landlady suggests that the dress may have been at her job, where she was a tour guide at Universal Studios. They go to Universal Studios and find Dolly's locker. However, they are attacked by Sebastiani, who gets the dress, which leads them to a chase throughout the Universal Studios. This includes a shootout at an Old West show that gets Max a standing ovation, another shootout at the Battlestar Galactica tour, and a chase with tour buses from the Psycho House, through the sets of China, to an Old West, 1950 Chicago's, and ending at a water park with a Jaws theme. During this, Sebastiani gets away with the dress. Even though Sebastiani got away, they do find out his identity, and they travel to Austria to question Edith von Struckerberg, who was Sebastiani's ex-wife. 86 finds her on a mountaintop, where he learned Sebastiani was a scientist who became obsessed with fashion and teamed with a crackpot designer named Norman St. Savage. 86 realizes this is the reason he was humming The Saints Go Marching In. The Chaos agents once again find Maxwell smart, and the ensuing fight causes an avalanche to bury the mountain cabin with comical effect. But Maxwell also realizes there is a double agent on the team. A trip is planned for the team to go to New York to see if they can find Norman St. Savage. But 86, with the help of Agent 13, finds a bomb on the plane. He knows whoever doesn't show up to the flight is the double agent. Everybody from the field team does show up, except for the chief. The chief tries to kill Maxwell Smart back at his apartment, but fails. This leads to a car chase, as the chief drives the car down the interstate and is being chased by 86 driving his office desk. The car gets stopped on a bridge, and the chief winds up almost falling off the bridge. 86 says he will spare the chief if the chief can tell him where to find St. Savage, which he does, and then 86 accidentally drops him off the bridge. Back at the secret hideout, Savage and Sebastiani argue again about how to handle the situation. Sebastiani just wants the money. Savage actually wants to drop all the nude bombs. In doing so, he would then become the only supplier of clothing in the entire world. To settle the argument, in true supervillain fashion, Savage kills Sebastiani by locking him into a chair and then opening a bike pit on the ceiling. The chair raises up, skewering Sebastiani, and then the chair lowers without Sebastiani on it. He then orders the Chaos troops to prepare the nude bombs for launch. 86 and 22 find the secret lair of Chaos, and they find out the bombs will be launched in 15 minutes. They find the Chief is being held hostage, but find it strange because the Chief is supposed to be in a hospital with broken limbs. Max also notices all the guards seem to look the same. At this point, they are captured by Saint Savage. 
Savage explains his plan to be the world's only fashion source by using instantaneous cloning to clone his favorite seamstress. He can do this as many times as he wishes in order to make an army of seamstresses to make as much clothing as he needs. That's when 86 discovers that Norman Saint Savage is actually Nino Salvatore Sebastiani. also explaining the chief and why all the guards look the same. Saint Savage was a clone of Sebastiani. The original Sebastiani was injured in a lab explosion. Savage then goes to launch the nude bombs, and 22 and 86 fight their way to Savage, who clones himself for backup, as does 86. They do this many times until the room is filled with Maxwell Smarts and St. Savage's fighting. The original St. Savage gasses the room and then uses a machine gun to kill all the clones, Maxwell Smarts and St. Savage's alike. He then goes through the room flipping over the corpses of Maxwell Smart in order to make sure that he's dead. After flipping over one body, he finds it is wearing a gas mask as well. The original 86 jumps up, punches St. Savage, knocking him back into the chair that then lifts him up into the ceiling, skewering him in the spike pit. The chair lowers and the thimbles from St. Savage's outfit land in the chair. <laughs> Maxwell Smart then sets the mountain base to detonate and gets the chief and 22 to safety. They ask if he also disarmed the nude bombs. However, Maxwell Smart once again reiterates his theory that there is no such thing as a nude bomb. At that point, the nude bombs detonate. The Chief, 22, and 86 all run down the street naked. Super Villain Beatdown. Chaos. Chaos. The International Organization of Evil and Rottenness, eh? We're really up against it this time, 86. The fate of the entire world is in your hands. Oh, no, not again. Well, okay this time, but next week I'm on vacation, Chief. If you get in trouble, then it's your ass. I'm Agent 36, and I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be working with the world's most well-known secret agent, the Maxwell Smart. Oh, you've heard of me. Who hasn't? You're a legend, 86. When I was studying with the Spy Academy, I reviewed every one of your cases. Oh. Well, wouldn't you like to hear my side of the story? I think you're wonderful. Oh, you have heard my side of the story. Now you realize, Mr. Smart, that once chaos learns of your mission, they'll stop at nothing. You'll be in imminent danger, constant jeopardy, facing death at every turn. And loving it. Well, Max, chaos knows you're on the job. I've never seen that maneuver before. Falling over backwards and coming up shooting. When did you first think of that? The second my foot hit this banana peel. Maxwell Smart is a fool and a bumbler. So how do you explain how this bumbler has been able to thwart chaos constantly in the past? He's a lucky bumbler. Brothers here, I'm leaving the stapler location. I'll be at my piano number in half an hour. If you need me earlier, call me on my jockstrap. But please, just ring once. What did he say? He asked me to take my hand out of his groin. What did he say? He wants you to put your hand in his groin. Just our luck. We gotta run into a poisonous octung. That means attention. Uh, there has been an avalanche. The truth of the matter is that I'm not really an insurance man. I'm a secret agent. And I'm here on a very important mission, Edith. May I call you Edith? I'd like that. Particularly since that's my name. You'll find I answer a lot faster to it than I would if you called me Marion. I'm going to level with you, Marion. 
May I call you Marion? Edith. All right, gentlemen, that's it. This ridiculous little game is over with. I advise you to drop your guns and put up your hands. Why? Because at this very minute, my friend, this chalet is being completely surrounded by 500 Alpine crack troops. I find that hard to believe. Would you believe 150 Tyrolean ski troopers? No, we wouldn't. How about two St. Bernards in heat? You're a strange man, Mr. Smart. I'm strange? Listen, fella, anyone that runs around with pantyhose over their head and tries to make the whole world nude, that's strange. Let's face it, Savage, you're not playing with a full deck. Your bogus ingenuousness is straining my equanimity. Could you put that another way? You're pissing me off. Rogue's Gallery. I'm going to invite you to a show. But first, allow me to destroy your gallery. It's crap! Norman Saint Savage is everything we look for in a supervillain. He's flamboyant. He's outrageous. He's insane. From his elaborate plans that only seem to make sense to a man with his mindset, to his outlandish outfits that really set him apart from the rest of the world, to his sci-fi gadgets and schemes. Saint Savage is the epitome of the supervillain, and that is why we are very proud to hang the portrait of Norman Saint Savage in the rogues gallery. So do you see my point there, Warpig? Saint Savage was able to threaten the entire world and hold him in the palm of his hand, and he didn't have to threaten one single life in order to do it. That's what a villain can do when he puts his mind to it. Well, I gotta admit I didn't expect that. So you see my point, right? What I meant was you showed me a movie called The Nude Bomb and there wasn't one single boob in it. All I saw was a bunch of men's butts. Now I'm definitely gonna destroy your planet. Like, hey, what's going on here? Why won't this ship respond? Drudge, report. We weren't able to disarm the bomb master, but we were able to take control of the shuttle. It's turning around and heading back now. What did you do to my ship? I think what he's trying to say is, no more war pigs got the power. Why you little, I'm gonna rip you in half. <laughs> that is great news, Drudge. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Out of the fodder ready, heavily armed, ready to take Warpig into custody as soon as he arrives. This ain't the last of this, you little wimp. Ah, oh, well, for at least right now, I can relax a Maybe little- Maybe that's not the panel you want to lean against, sir, and- What the- What did you do to me?! <laughs> Brace for impact! Drudge, what happened? What was that? Shockwave from the explosion, sir. What explosion? When you leaned against that panel, it seems that not only did you lock the bomb doors, but you also released the bomb. Are you saying that I... Yes, sir. Warpig and the shuttle have both been destroyed because you dropped the F-bomb. Oh. Fuck. As the man once said, you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. When life gives you the tools to be the bad guy, it's important to try to be good. Make someone smile. Make someone laugh. 
share your favorite movie with them. And if you need some shelter from the villains of your life, then make sure to join me back here in the secret lair. This is Mark, the Eclectic Dyslexic, signing off.